All right. It is currently 8.52, the true Arizona time. And I have a need for weeb. Yeah, um, uh, welcome to the Need for Weeb podcast, where we kind of got a little bit of that need for that, a uh, little bit of that weeb. Uh, this here is an Otaku-themed podcast brought to you by Camille Serum, the one and only, that everybody in the entire world knows about. <laughs> yes. Someday. Someday. They know yeah, about heard... us, and it's all, like, in their their brains like but it's just periphery knowledge at this point the the more we can like intrude on their like inner thought process the more powerful we become our plan is world domination via osmosis yes (laughs) gee gee camille what are we going to do tonight the same thing we do every night jed (laughs) try to take over the world 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 domination via osmosis should be another shirt (laughs) <laughs> osmosis jones camille and the jed once you've heard their names you know you are dead <laughs> oh my all right uh, this is another one of our pre-anime manga reviews and we're covering summer 2021 yes what oh, what are what your guys summer this is gonna be right what is your guys's overall feel for the anime coming out this season? I'll go ahead and go first since I have the least amount of experience. So this is all just kind of initial reaction right. to all of these. I didn't even bother reading a single one of these mangas because I just none of them look interesting to me. Granted, there were some that like if I weren't as busy as I am, I would 100% maybe read one or two of them, uh, which we'll get into later. But just the fact that it's like, I'm so busy that I don't want to make time for any of these. I think that kind of puts into, that evokes the feeling that this current season is giving me. I think there'll be some good shows, but nothing that's like really, truly, at least from from my first perspective, from the first glance, Nothing really shouts at me. Nothing really shines in that moment. And so I feel like this is going to be a pretty underwhelming season. Mm-hmm. That was yep. um, That was kind of my feel for it, too. I think there's going to be some good ones that are going to be fun to watch. But overall, I think this season's not going to be all that memorable. And in fact, I think it's actually going to be the returning seasons that get talked about more than the actual new anime. For yeah, one. I definitely agree with that. I feel like I feel like this year the best stuff came out in winter. Yeah, yeah. So far, the so far the best anime it was in winter, and I remember like we were talking about like how so much of this is just going to like end up being forgotten. I, I, I unless fall has some real has some true heavy hitters. I think winter and some of spring will end up still dominating the conversation yeah. of anime this year. Though I think because fall... Because su- summer is so lackluster. Yeah, I think fall will end up having some pretty memorable stuff. If I can't remember specifics at the moment, but I do remember getting excited about a couple of different anime that I know is going to be coming out then. 
So uh, I think, yeah, I think fall is probably going to save the year, if anything. But we're, we're just kind of caught in the middle. Like, there's nothing exciting really going yeah. on I, I'll, I'll be honest i'm going to use i'm going to use the summer season to catch up on some anime that i that i missed out on because i just didn't have the time yeah. I, i'm going to go back and i'm going to either finish up or start some anime yeah I, there's only a handful of must watches right here on the list well and that's and that's yeah. being and and let's be honest that's kind of being a little bit generous. Yeah, that that is being pretty generous. Starting off with returning anime, we have second season of Maid Dragon. Yeah, I'm not interested at all. <laughs> especially especially after all of the controversy that's been surrounding this one recently, and I really don't want to touch the fan base yeah. for that. <laughs> yeah, I I enjoyed watching the first season, but I enjoyed watching it sub and i will stand by that and i may enjoy watching the second season but again i'm gonna watch it subbed and if for some reason they mess with the subs i will willingly watch it raw okay Mm -hmm. be very clear about that i'm more willing to watch it raw see something brewing here's something i want to throw out there real fast as far as like messing around with the subs because like one of the things that people have made fun of uh, this season has been Nagatoro because like it's clear that they messed around with the subtitles and I act and like the thing is this I don't actually don't think that what they did was necessarily bad but it definitely dates the vernacular yeah. there, there there's some things that they threw in there you're like that's going to be old before this year's done yeah. Like, that was a stupid choice on your guys' part. It doesn't ruin the anime, but it's annoying. <laughs> yeah. There's certainly something to be said about just translating as, like, trying to be as correct with the translation as you can. That way, if it comes across right, you have a chance of the anime, if it's a good anime anyway, becoming a classic, becoming truly memorable. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you start messing with that for your own reasons or whatever, it you start end up having issues. I mean, and we're we're past the days of these people doing it out of the kindness of their hearts and still end up making mistakes and having some ridiculous subtitles <laughs> like you'd have in the past. The oh, what are they called? The fan subs. Yeah. Yeah. Which I I love some I love fan subs just because they they made anime a whole lot more available back before I knew Japanese. Mm-hmm. But yeah. And, and, and a quick to and a quick toast to little Karibo for doing the best the best dub of any anime ever done ever. Mm-hmm. For for Yu-Gi-Oh because <laughs> so hilarious <laughs> i'd say it's even better i i will say that little karibo is better than the uh the, than the english dub for um love is war oh really yes yes and i will stand by that i'll stand by that statement okay so let's move on to the next one uh one i'm excited about just because i really enjoyed the first season was my next life as a villainous. Well, I really enjoy that little like isekai subgenre, like the shoujo based I got reincarnated as the villainous kind of subgenre in the first place. And I think this is a really good example of that and I, I I'm just enjoying it being made into an anime. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to it. 
that 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 was a fun one. That was a that was like, uh, I'll be honest. My next life as a villainous was an anime that I watched when I really needed to unwind. Right. And like there were some days I was kind of I come home from school <laughs> and I'd just be like, I need to unwind. And I just watched it and be like, oh, I feel so I feel so calm now. <laughs> I just realized I've been muted all this time. I noticed and that, that explains, and I was concerned. That, it, that explains why you guys kept talking over me. Well, okay. Oh, this is fine. Sorry. <laughs> I was like, why do like why do they keep talking over me? Like they're not usually this bad. What the heck? What, what did we miss? Uh, well, I was just gonna say uh, there were there were things in the Dragon Maid that I was gonna say, but I can't. They they've gone okay. at this point. Uh, I think I was just gonna say something along the lines of like, uh, you know, it's kind of a bit of a hat trick to try and, especially with the subs, to like try and you know match the not only the meaning of it, but like the colloquial colloquial meaning of it as well you know like to go beyond just like this is what it means but like what would it be like what does it actually like represent in a different culture you know because cultures have different sayings for different things yada 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 idioms proverbs whatever go but what they did with the dub for dragon maid was just it was going too far anyway that's besides the point um, my next life as a villainess, you said that the, like, isekai as the villainess, or, like, reincarnated as the villainess subgenre. Yeah. And I was gonna say, I don't think that's a subgenre, <laughs> because that's oddly specific. I would more so consider that, like, maybe a, uh, like, a niche genre? I don't know. It's, what? Yeah, it's 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 more niche. We haven't yeah. really had many isekai yeah. stories where someone's brought in as the villain. Like, you've got you've got Overlord, uh, you've got My Next Life as a Villainess, which you have to even ask yourself, is she really the villain? Like, she thinks she's yeah. the villain. Yeah, that's the thing. She thinks she's the villain. So, really, it's like, for a few episodes, she's, quote-unquote, the bad guy. But, like, if you were to, like, hold her up against, like, Tanya the Evil or Overlord. Yeah. <laughs> against Ainz, um, like, yeah, no. <laughs> Speaking so, of Tanya the Evil, they did greenlight that that for another season, and I am very excited. Woo! I am excited about that, too. Um, I, I still feel like it, you can call it a niche genre or something. I just know there's a lot of material for it, like, manga-wise, um, of that similar kind of setup in my view i i think it is a sub but it's a subgenre specifically of shoujo isekai not your normal not shonen isekai that. yeah it's like a subgenre of a subgenre yeah of if a subgenre yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> but it's uh, genres to, are messy i i've stuff seen to re- i've seen stuff to good, remember for when i do my portal anime right. review yeah. <laughs> i've seen a good oh 30 to 40 different manga out there that have a similar kind of setup to that and it there's a lot of webtoons out there with it in it too i know that for sure let's go on to what is this season three of higodashi no it's the well, movie oh it's a yeah. movie okay it's gonna be a movie which yeah, I, I, like, I don't it depends on how you want to count the seasons but yeah there's you know okay. the first yeah. who knows how many i don't yeah no there was what for the new season there was one season that was 20 
It wasn't quite twenty six well, episodes. It's, it's it? like it, it's like the reboot slash uh, slash continuation. Like you yeah. can like it's easily a continuation because it fits within the parameters of what you already know, but it's also technically a reboot because the timeline has been reset. Right. Yeah. Okay. And so and so it works as both yeah. because like it's meant to kind of be like the definitive ending. Which I mean, technically, there's already kind of been, I guess, a definitive ending. But in this yeah. case, it's like no, like there's so much more that we could have to- still told with that story. And I like where Higurashi went. Like, yeah, that was messed up. It was amazing. It worked, and I'm so excited for the conclusion. Right. Yeah. Speaking of which, and speaking of also shows that you should catch up on here in the the summer months. I still highly recommend, although the animation is terrible, highly recommend the first uh, series of Higurashi. I feel like it hits all of the notes better than this season does. I'm still enjoying this season. So, yeah, I recommend that you catch up on that one because I think you specifically, Lars, would probably really enjoy it. You'll just have to kind of forgive the janky ass animations. I mean, I was a fan. I was I I enjoyed watching Peter Grill. So (laughs) fair. So you're probably good. (laughs) Yeah. There Uh. is one I forgot to write down here, but I'm just remembering they are doing an OVA for the Ancient Mages Bride. Which I am excited. Oh, for that. because season two. Wait a second. No, season two is coming out in fall. Okay. Yes. Oh, I'm so excited. Oh, <laughs> uh, I love the ancient Meg's bride. It is so freaking good. I need to catch up with that one for sure, just so I can be caught up before the fall. But yeah, I'm excited about that. Yeah, one I, too. I, I I need to catch up the manga. I gave like a year and a half off to the manga to like let it like get well ahead of me because. It was just so frustrating getting only one chapter a month and it's a slow burn story. So I'm like, God, yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. I am excited about that one. We also have I'm standing on a million lives, which you don't care about that one before. Yeah. Um, yeah. Don't care. Moving on. <laughs> yeah. One, I'm standing I got... on a million comments. I don't care about. <laughs> right. Um, and then the next one is Love Live, which I know it has very a very strong fan base. I don't know how big it is, but I know it's very vocal. Very um, dedicated. Yeah. And unfortunately, none of us, none of us. Uh, wow. Let me try that again. None of <laughs> us belong to that fan base. Right. The only thing like similar that I'm into at the moment is just girls on Panzer, but that's because there's tanks. I, I'm not going to step into love live. That's for sure. Mm hmm. Yeah, no, it, it's one I don't care about. Yeah. All right, so let's let's step into... We're going to jump right into the deep end with these new anime coming out. We're going to start with now. the So Bad It's Funny category. Yep. Category, yeah. These. So I guess to kind of preface these, we decided after our last <laughs> episode that it's like we need a better way to kind of categorize these ones so we can talk about them in bulk without having to spend five minutes on all of them and then pretty soon we've spent an hour and a half talking about all of them so we broke them into categories for you these are our categories so bad it's funny not worth our time eh, we'll check it out and must watch so stick around to hear all of those <laughs> yes <laughs> so in the So Bad It's Funny category, we have three for this upcoming season. The Mother of the Goddesses Dormitory, Kanjo Mo Kanjo, and The Detective is Already Dead. Yes, yes. 
Yes, and and these are just based off of what we've read in the manga. We don't know how they're going to handle it in the anime, but... Oh, Kanajo Mo Kanajo is, is just awful. <laughs> it's such a stupid... It's such a stupid it's premise. It's such a stupid premise, and the main character is a complete idiot. You can see that they tried to prevent him becoming this, like, dull character by making him super honest about his feelings. And and super energetic, which yes. does not help. It, and I'm like, Be- because it because it makes him come off as a real creep, like yes. not like like not even like not even from an American standpoint, but like even like within Japanese storytelling, like it's just it's so creepy. Any character who's all like, "Will you both go with me to a love hotel?" Like any in any other anime other than hentai, someone would be looking at that character like, "You need to get your brains bashed out." Right, and yep. preferably not sexually <laughs> it's it's bad it as the only thing about kanojo mo kanojo that like i felt like redeemed it was its lack of fan service unlike mother of the goddesses dormitory which focuses so heavily on the fan service there's barely first, anything first, else first first chapter guy goes to take a shower Girls take his face and shove it into their crotch to laugh at him and call him a pervert. Yep. Oh, jeez. I feel like I've seen so many anime with this exact same premise. It's so cliched, and the further we got into it, the more... Well, further I got into it, the more <laughs> disgusted I was. Because yeah, it's just, I, like, it cliched, hard. perverted scenes over and over and over again. And I with feel... a twelve-year-old kid, yes, exactly. And with a twelve, with a twelve-year-old kid, it's like okay, if you threw in like a fifteen or sixteen-year-old, like okay, like I've seen stuff like this before, be slightly more uh, excusable. No, this is like a twelve-year-old orphan who's getting thrown around from boob to crotch, boob to crotch, boob to crotch. Like it's just, it's, it's just gratuitous. It, it, it was disgusting. It had a moment there that I'm like, oh, this is kind of heartwarming because like the kids doesn't have a place to live gets offered a place at this girl like college women's dormitory but then finds out one of the girls living there she isn't agoraphobic she she yeah, has agoraphobic a, yeah she has a fear of men it's an extreme fear of men she she can't handle it and i'm like not having somebody male in that place it makes sense and so he's like okay well i understand i'm gonna leave and i'm like smart kid and he leaves and the girl feels really bad at bad for it so she goes after him she's like you can come back i know you don't have any place to go and i don't want you to just be out here in the cold I'm like, oh, this is a little bit precious. And then literally the next page, you get another like fan service flash and it ruins the entire thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it's fan service can be there's very few instances in which fan service will not ruin a scene. They watch. Say that again. They watch. Oh, I was going to say Bakemono Gatari, but yes, that also. <laughs> but that's the thing. You know what you're getting into with Baywatch. And I guess I guess if you're interested in the fan service part of that, I, you're going in educated. This is what you're going to get. Don't expect substance and don't expect a plot line because it won't be there. Uh, as I said, it's gratuitous. Like it's not like it's fan service that doesn't even make sense within the context of the story. So, like, as Nate was saying right there, like, if you want good fan service, you've got something like Pokemono. 
At least Are we still talking about tasteful. this? Okay. Yeah, let's move on. Let's, uh, let's Mother move of on. Goddess uh, Dormitory. Oh, is that the one we were just talking about? Yes. Yeah, that was oh. it. I thought we were yeah. still talking about Kanojo Mo no, Kanojo. Kanojo Mo Kanojo no, is stupid, no. but you don't have the fan service. The, and then yeah. we have the detective is already dead, which I am super confused, and I don't like any of the characters in it. It makes no sense. It makes no sense. No. Like, that, that's, all, that's all you need to know about it. It makes no yeah. sense in the fact that, that the girl shoves her, ma- shoves her hand into the guy's mouth to yank on his uvula is... It's highly uncomfortable. It's I like it's like hi, I'm meeting you. Blah. I don't want to see this. Let's see that animated and like they they tried to make her come off like kind of like Sendo Gahada and Bakemonogatari and just and failed. They miserably. tried too hard. Yeah, and failed miserably because of it. Maybe and it's that's... one of those things that we should like take away and say like there's re- like like there are certain characters that that like really only come along like once in a blue moon yeah like you can only really have like one senju kohara you can only have one kazuma mm-hmm. like every yeah. so often like you can't replicate them repeatedly yeah, yeah. because yeah. for there's one certain thing, characters who they are and they're all honestly too hard to pull off <laughs> yeah yeah there's certain characters or certain types of characters that only extraordinarily skilled writers can handle yeah and that would be people like Honestly, the entire cast of Bakemono Gatsuri <laughs> <laughs> and Kazuma. I'm sure if I keep digging, I could pick out a few more. I honestly, I would put Subaru in there as well from ReZero. Yeah, I, Subaru. Subaru is a character who's a labor of love. Yeah, he is. He, he's a he true is. labor of love to to watch him grow. But yeah, he's so such let's a move. Shit. Let <laughs> let's move on from the from the garbage and get to the garbage that isn't quite as stinky. Yeah. It's not quite as stinky, but we like we gave it that title not worth our time for a reason. Just because, yeah. again, we're dealing with a lot of the cliches. We're we're dealing with just kind of uninteresting plot lines. There's there's nothing about these that catches my attention. Edot and mm-hmm. deities. It's just another battle anime done by Mappa. That's all you need to know about it. There. Well, it's it takes literally everything that didn't work about something like high, like a god of high school, and it's just that. Yeah, it's just yeah. everything bad, and yeah. it tries to be all like, well, it's action filled. Don't you like it? And there's a part of me that says like, okay, I can see that this would be like, like well, this could be like really nicely animated, but the fact of the matter is, I don't care. A fight. Yeah. It's only worth it if you understand the stakes that are involved, understand the characters, understand what this fight leads to. Otherwise, uh, otherwise, like enough punches and it just gets to the point of, well, okay, what, like, like, what's the point? I might as well just turn Dragon Ball Z and just like have that playing in the background, and I hear Goku like scream for for three episodes in a row. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I feel like Battle in Five Seconds After Meeting, it does the exact same thing, just in a Battle Royale format. Yeah. No, and Darwin Games already did this and did it better. Yeah. And then... I still love... So, I don't... Has anybody here seen uh, Zodiac Wars? No, I haven't seen Zodiac Wars. Isn't that another Dishioishin thing, though? Yeah. And at first, I hated it. But then I like kind of realized what he was doing with that story, and then I loved it. But basically, he was like, 
hey, Battle Royale stories are really dumb. Here's an example. <laughs> Isn't that the one with, like, the the half-naked psycho rabbit man? Yeah, yeah, that's the one. Okay, okay. I, I've seen, <laughs> I've been to an anime convention before where somebody was full-on dressed as that. They look, put a lot of effort into that cosplay. A lot wow. of effort. And then Good we, on them. Yep. And then we have Cheat Pharmacist Slow Life, which is a lolly isekai. What? What? Who was this even written for? I want to know. It's an know. OP protagonist who literally does nothing because he's too lazy, who gets a lolly right off the bat. Sounds like it, it, you're uh, degen- your typical degenerate. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm not a degenerate. Uh, it's it's just it's dumb. Yep. It's dumb. Like. I mean, the mon- I'll say this. The manga was done well, but it was a bad story. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, I so don't the care art how was... beautiful the art was. Yeah. The artwork can be awesome, but if the story sucks and the characters suck, then it's not worth it. Yeah, it's just not yeah. worth it. All right. I'll, I'll, go, I'll go to the Louvre and, and bore myself to tears there. <laughs> yeah. let's, let's move on to stuff that might actually be a bit more interesting. Uh, so we've got the eh, we'll check it out section. We and we talked about this extensively. There, there might be some that you feel like isn't worth your time or are more of a must-watch kind of category. But just from like what we saw in the manga reading, this is kind of where we like put it into. There's, there's one of these specifically, and we'll we'll talk about it here in a sec. That I feel like is a must-watch, but that's must-watch for me because I was already a fan. But I think for everybody else, it might be a little more difficult to get into. So just understand, this is just our opinion on the matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah. we have right here, up and kind of like bigger than the others, how a realist hero rebuilt the kingdom. I'm going to say this. As a fan of good world building, I appreciate the effort that this goes through. It's so slow. Yeah. So if the anime can find a way of succinctly and directly communicating the information that you need and then like providing actual movement to back up the the massive explanation and dialogue, yeah, then this could be good. Yeah. But it, it has to nail of it has to nail a very difficult juggling act of massive exposition. Yes. And then enough action to balance the exposition right yeah we're talking about the realist hero rebuilt kingdom right yep yeah Yeah. i i don't know i'm jc staff is not my favorite studio Mm -hmm. because they are so hit or miss more specifically i guess to kind of get a little bit more specific they're usually misses but they can sometimes hit really well it's an example of a good hit from jc staff the Konosuba movie. Um, <laughs> yes. Yes. Toradora. Okay. Uh, Pet Girl of Sakura. Oh, I'm sorry. I am. Wait, what? I could have sworn Are... that was. Uh, I. Yeah, no. Okay. No, I'm thinking of the right one. I thought Pet Girl of Sakura was from PA Works. Anyway, it's besides the point. Food Wars. Is it wrong to pick up girls in a dungeon? So they have some good ones. But I feel like so often One Punch Man Season 2 happens. Or a certain magical index, which, you know, some people love, some people... 
we can keep let's keep going down the rabbit hole shall we <laughs> combats will be dispatched <laughs> let's see what are some bad ones here puni puni poemi <laughs> really no yeah that, that's right they did do puni puni poemi because they were the ones who did excel saga Oh That's my gosh! Right. Some of these, just the just the like cover art of some of these. I'm like, <laughs> oh jeez! I forgot oh that JC staff did Puni Puni Poemi. That one, that that. Do one. you love your mom and her two her hit, hit multi target attack? Yeah. No. <laughs> like what I was reading off. So there's 12 pages here, and all of the good ones were like the first row, first two rows of the first page. Everything else has just been like, no thanks. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So, you know, that's JC staff. Yeah. So, how are wow. hero rebuilt the kingdom? Say, given who's making it, this could easily be a miss. It could be a hit. It, if it's going to yeah. be a hit, it, they're going to really have to thread the needle on this one. Yeah. That's gonna be yeah. yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Uh, then we've got Jahi Sama won't be discouraged, which. I think it has kind of a fun setup to it. Some fun characters, but there's not too much of a plotline involved. It's more like comedy slapstick. Yeah, I, it's it's all going to come down to the characters. And yeah. I mean, I'll be honest, I wasn't necessarily captivated by them. I think that there is some potential there. It's funny having like some sexy demon get retcon get like transformed into a lolly who now has to like collect magical crystals while in the real world dealing with real world problems. That that can be a funny situation, yeah. and there were definitely moments in the manga that were that were cute and funny, but then there were also a lot of moments in the manga that just didn't grab me. So yeah. I feel like, and I think this one is going to be very. I really hope it's not going to be as hyper hypersexualized as I'm expecting it to be, but it very well may be, and that's kind of a red flag for me. But <clears throat> you know, to each their own, I suppose. I feel like it kind of fits a little bit into the same niche that maid dragon does where it's kind of like oh fantasy element but it's the real world you're dealing with kind of real world problems and it's everyday life kind of stuff yeah and, and here's it, your funny like, bumbling girl yeah there's not too much to it in my opinion mm -hmm. not a whole lot yeah not a whole lot of substance not a whole lot of substance yep yeah uh dukimichi moonlight fantasy which this is the one i was kind of mentioning earlier I'm a fan of already because I've been following the manga for a couple of years now and I love the characters I love the story and all that kind of stuff but I do have to admit it's hard to get into right at the start mm -hmm. and it, well, if that, anything that... it the exposition at the start and I think it's something isekai struggles with a lot of the time is you try to establish an isekai and then they try so hard to make their isekai different that they end up having to throw a whole ton of exposition in right at the start and mm -hmm. it loses readers super quick yeah yeah like I, I have my note right here what if i told you i love the concept but hated the execution like because yeah. that because that's what i feel like there's a great concept right here yeah sure it's been done where a hero must be chosen from earth and so on and so forth and do all these things but like it th there's like in the first chapter alone there's a lot of really interesting stuff, but it's just so rushed through. Yeah. And then it's just, and then you just gloss over it with this massive exposition. I'm like, wait, mm -hmm. wait, wait, like, I feel like there's an entire arc right here. And I brought this up uh, with Scott saying like, 
uh, Escaflone. The first episode of Escaflone sets everything very much in the real world on Earth before it takes you the other world. And by doing that, you have a better grasp of who these characters are before they go on their journey. And that's something that you desperately need. Tsukamichi just is like, oh, yeah, I should have done that. And exposition. Okay, we're moving on. Oh, sounds like Ray of the Last and the the Dragon. It, what it was? It oh my God! Has some of yes. the same problems. <laughs> I have to agree with that. I mean, I thought it was a great movie, yeah. Ray of the Last Dragon, but the first fifteen minutes had just way too much exposition yeah. for its own good, and I think that that might be. We'll see. C two C, the animation studio behind it, did Wandering Witch, uh, which I actually thought was very very well handled, and so we'll see if they can handle this one well too. Right. So who knows? And they they switched up quite a bit for Wandering Witch, and so maybe they'll do the same, and it'll maybe come out better. You know, I, who knows? I'm I'm hoping so because I really like Schemichi, but they I have to admit they they kind of did the story dirty with the the manga with just how they ended up making the manga. So yeah, it's confusing. Next we have Spirit Chronicles, which is another Ugh. isekai, which it kind of yeah. It has some interesting themes and setups in it, but it's it I mean, kind of ultimately I, I'm fails. Throw it, so, spoil, spoiler warning, spoiler warning, because I, I think in, in order to understand at least where I'm coming from, you have to know a spoiler Okay. Uh, right here. So, if you don't want Lars's opinion, skip ahead like a minute. <laughs> so, Spirit Chronicles has a really, really cool concept where the person who's being isekai'd, has to share the body and the thoughts and memories and and feelings of another person. And so, in effect, you then have two different characters. You have Ryo from this isekai world, and you have Haruto from our world. And the two get blended together to create a whole new entity. I like this concept, and it has definitely some payoff for the first, like, five, six chapters. However, as it goes on, Ryo basically takes a back seat and disappears, and Haruto takes over. I didn't like that, because Mm -hmm. the kind of, the hook was that two different souls have merged. So that's what you're supposed to see. Not one soul just winning out. Yeah, it kind of does a very bad job of sticking with a plot line for the most part, because you kind of feel like the author started this whole plot line. Oh, he's in the, he, like, went from being an orphan into this like really prestigious school and then next thing you know oh he's not in the school anymore he's on this full-on journey and he's got to go do this and save that and do all this other stuff and it's like get a harem yep and it's kind of like did you get bored with the plot line and did you just throw him into another what why it's just super confusing and it I feel like if they handle it right as they're like animating it, I think it could be good, but well, maybe this might put a little bit of wind in your sails, but this is made by TMS entertainment, which if you don't know who they are, they're one of the oldest animation studios. Well, not oldest, but they are a very old, very reputable animation studio. Okay. Fruits baskets, Dr. Stone, Kamisama kiss, uh, detective Conan, Lupin the Third, Megalobox, you know, so on and so forth. They have some very old and very good shows. Okay. We'll see. I mean, they'd certainly probably have the money to throw at it to make it as good as it needs to be. And so we'll see how it ends up. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, if they did, this is a case where if they deviate from the source material, I won't mind too much. Yeah. Then we have the Duke of Death and his maid, which... 
I think it's fun. There's not much story to it as far as like five chapters can tell. And it's more of a cute kind of like interaction between the two main characters. And that's about mm-hmm. it. This is going to be a just kiss already. Yeah. Uh, kind of a story. Except they can't uh, kiss or else she dies. I'm which, still, which that's, I'm still upset that... about Bunny Girl Senpai. Don't get me riled <laughs> up again. <laughs> riled up, riled up. For so, those listening to to this and that are somewhat confused, I will have a YouTube video up very soon. Go check it out on the Camille's Harem YouTube channel uh, because I got very upset at Bunny Girl Senpai because I was robbed of a precious kissing scene in the books. They didn't put it in the anime and now I'm angry. <laughs> there you go. There's there's the TLDR of it. Yep. I, I mean, I will say this. For, for the Duke of Death and his maid, I love some of the interactions. I love how, like, I love how she teases him. Yeah. Because, like, it's very clear. And, like, one of the things that, one of the things I can definitely see, right, that see right here is you definitely have those guys who are not sure if the person that they, that they like could ever like them back. And that's kind of what you get right here. Mm-hmm. But she's sending him all the signals and he even gets it. But it's just that, as Scott pointed out, like, yeah, he touches her she's gonna die and so like the way that they so the way that they both come up so they come they both come up with ways to like show their affection to each other and that's what's super cute we'll just see how this works in the long run because like it's cute for a little while but is it something that can be sustained for an entire season i don't know yeah. my heart was it was all warm and fluffy the in the one scene where they're like kissing through the glass pane mm-hmm. and i'm like oh that's precious i like their dance yes i i like their dance too yeah and then... once again another jc staff one okay. so hit or miss here we hit go <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then we have and we might get a bit of flack for this one especially because it's being animated by bones the case study of Venetus. Yes. okay so this was a conversation i had with scott and like this is definitely one that we should have actually as a harem where we like talk things such as specifically vampire stories specifically werewolf stories because the thing is is that there's so many cliches that now come along with those stories that it's hard to tell a good independent vampire or a good independent werewolf story that's yeah. innovative yeah. that's inventive without going too far off the rails a case the case study of vanitas is trying to be inventive it is trying to do its own thing which i appreciate i appreciate a vampire story that tries to go the extra mile but when you read the the manga it feels at certain points like it's going completely off the rails and then when it's not going completely off the rails it's being super cliche yeah and so it's trying to be in the middle by doing the two extremes and that just doesn't work yeah yeah so, I mean, yeah, you have a vampire healing other vampires and turning them back into human. That actually sounds super cool. But the way he's doing it is just so over-the-top weird. Then, like, ugh. Like, couldn't you just go, like, a Demon Slayer route where it's like, hey, sure, I can turn your sister back into a human. Here, go kill these certain demons and get their blood back, and I'm going to make a cool potion. Yeah. Like, you could have done that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I and think... that would have been totally fine. <laughs> 
I think this one might get a fandom just because I don't know what it is and I'm still trying to figure it out. But I'm getting slight Yaoi vibes off of this one, too. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. No, this is going to bring in all the Yaoi fans. Espe- yeah. Especially that especially that one shot where the guy like grabs Vinius's ankle and you have like the by moonlight sparkles bubbles as like they plummet. Yep. Yeah, whether or not there's any actual Yahweh content in it is a different story. I haven't read any of this, so I don't know. But it definitely has that Yahweh bait. Yeah. Yes, it does. Which, I mean, so, yeah, that's going to be there for some people. Some people are going to love it. And Scott said it's Studio Bones, so people who love Studio Bones are probably going to love this. Which means it's it's probably going to be beautifully animated. Exactly. Yeah. It's good. It, I mean, and it's a, it, it deserves to be, I guess, because the, like the manga is really well drawn. It's just a story where I'm all like, I appreciate the effort, but it's a no for me, dog. <laughs> yeah, not quite your thing. Yeah. All right. So let's move on to our must watch. And just so you understand, it is our must watch. These are the ones that we actually really enjoyed rating or looking forward to seeing an animation of it. We're going to start with Remake Our Life. Mm-hmm. This right here, Remake Our Life, the story of a young man who gets his wish to go back to college, essentially, and this time make the right choices in college, mm-hmm. so that way he can hopefully be on a better trajectory in, in his future life. I enjoy this idea. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the, I, I've read a little bit further ahead, and the question is if the execution is quite right as it goes further along. But uh, what I do enjoy is that it's not just simply him going back and trying to do things right this time around, but that there are people that he knew that he wants to connect with and that he now has a chance to connect with them and, and help them develop their future careers while they help him develop his and there's something about that where, like, uh, being someone who's been to grad school and who has been in that kind of uh, in that kind of an environment, because like undergrad, you don't, and at least in the states, you don't really experience that too much. But in graduate school, you have the chance to like really rub shoulders with other people who you know are either going to go on to do big things or who are, or who are going to fall off the face of the earth. And it's a very interesting kind of cauldron to be in as everything is changing. And so, like, this is one where, like, this instantly grabbed me because I was all, like, I can relate to this. Because there are things that I wish I could go back and, like, redo as far as my education goes Mm -hmm. to try to, like, and to see where I might have ended up uh, otherwise. But then again, I guess I shouldn't wish too hard because I'll be all honest, if I I had become a professor, I don't know if I would have had much time to do Camille's harem, which Camille's harem is life. So... (laughs) (laughs) I well I, I think no. I think this one will be one that I'm definitely check out and you know by the time by the time this airs my courses should be over so I should actually have time to do things again. <laughs> I think this was it all depends. I could see myself really enjoying this one if it has that kind of psychoanalytical uh feeling that i love so much you know stuff like you know if you've listened to the other episodes of this podcast you know which ones i'm about to list but bakimonogatari bunny girl senpai 
my teenage rom-com, they all have like this psychoanalytical aspect to them, even though they're all, you know, rom-coms. But it's like, if it can kind of hit that, it doesn't have to like blow it out of the water, but if it can just kind of get into the psyche of the characters, then I can see myself absolutely loving this one. But it all depends on how deep it goes for me. But I mean, I think I'll enjoy this one regardless. I think... I think it, you might get some of this in this, at least from what I've seen in the in the manga. What I would really like to see is the potential for, like, he goes back in the past, he, he knows what happened in the future, all that kind of stuff. I want to see the potential that stuff could go wrong because he's messing with it. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. there's, like, definitely, like, later on in, like, later chapters, there are definitely some things where I'm all like, dude, dude, I think you're messing around a little bit too much. Like, you're inserting yourself too much into the life of someone who made themselves independently a great artist or a great filmmaker without you being there and now while they are saying hey like i'm so grateful that you gave me this idea or that you've been encouraging me like it's a different thing to have someone who's gone through that journey alone and then someone who's who then has that journey with someone else and it's very tempting as a creator and i'm going to speak as someone who is guilty of this sin it's very easy to be someone to try to influence another person's creative process to mimic your own mm-hmm. rather yeah. than letting explore their own creative process and their own dreams. So like, that's something that could be really interesting to see. I don't know though, if we'll get that far because like in the anime, because that's a little bit more closer to where the manga right now is. Yeah. Peach boy Riverside. Yep. Yeah. So I'm going to say here right now, before you sit down and watch this anime, I need you to go online, look up the legend of Momotaro, which is a famous Japanese legend, which I talk to people here in the States and nobody's heard of it. They've heard of like other Japanese legends, whatnot, but not Momotaro for some reason. When you go over to Japan, everybody knows Momotaro. Momotaro stuff is everywhere. It's, it's a famous legend. It's namely just a quick, TLDR, this old couple finds this giant peach. They grab the peach. There's a little boy inside. Boy grows up, goes on this adventure to go kill demons. Peach Boy Riverside is a continuation of that legend with a dark. Why does that remind twist. me of James and the Giant Peach? <laughs> I'm getting I'm getting major James and the Giant Peach vibes. <laughs> Maybe I, because James and the Giant Peaches is an extremely violent story in an extremely violent movie. <laughs> anyway. It, and it just takes this dark twist. And like when I realized, because at first, oh, this is just an isekai. This is kind of interesting kind of idea. And when I realized, no, it's not an isekai. It's a continuation of a Japanese legend. That's when it clicked for me. This is this is something else entirely. I yeah, mm-hmm. I love this. And, I love this. And this will be exciting. Like I at first was expecting that we would have to focus on Peach Boy, but it ends up focusing instead on a princess who goes chasing after him and i love how she develops as a character like already like it's only a few chapters in but the growth is there yeah and, and i love i love it, and it's incredible. precious oh my gosh frau yeah she's just Frau's she's gonna such be a, great she's such a cute bunny girl and like not the bunny girl you're thinking of <laughs> yep and i like the captain of the guard like he's yes. like a genuinely good man. He is a genuinely good man in a horrible world. Yes. And that's something that like, uh, like other fantasy stories punish those people. Yeah. Well, it kind of, 
it kind of did the end of the fifth chapter. Holy crap! He just what? Well, I don't know if I yeah. Well, I mean, I, like, re- like reading some bad stuff happen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like reading ahead, like reading ahead, like yeah, like it. The things that happen to him are bad, but like he still like retains like okay. that ability to be good. He just channels that energy differently. Yeah. Rather than like being there to protect the people, he's now like, okay, I have a quest, I have a purpose that I need to do something. Yeah. And I like that. Yeah. So I'm seriously looking forward to this one. This one's gonna gonna be fun. Okay. I think this next one will also be fun. Yes. I think it looks like a lot of fun. I and I'm interested to see how it turns out. I don't know. It just looks like fun. The Dungeon yeah. of Black Company. <laughs> oh, this one. <laughs> This is going to be cruel. This, this one is, is going to be super cruel. Story, but it's going to be amazing to watch. Like a dark comedy. Very yes. dark comedy. I love me. A, I yeah. love me a dark comedy. Uh, so the Dungeon of Black Company is an isekai that essentially like if if you took like this is one where you actually could pull off basically another Kazuma type where you have a guy who's extremely self-aware, extremely self-centered and lazy being thrown into another world where he essentially is a slave to a company and he's trying to get his he's trying he's trying to work his way out of the company to once again go back to a cushy happy lifestyle and so the guy is is incredibly self-serving he uses everyone around him and i love the dynamic between this entrepreneurial spirit and just basically a self-centered bastard versus the <laughs> system that is meant to crush people like him yeah it's a really great uh setup i the I anime agree. gets kind of not the anime the manga gets kind of weird by yeah. the end i don't know how they're going to handle it i have this feeling that's going to be like another plunderer setup and i'm not happy about that Ooh, yeah but for but for the early stuff oh that's fantastic yeah no it's got a very fun setup we'll just see how it's handled in the anime but it, i'm definitely looking forward to this one <sighs> especially mm-hmm. the dragon girl that won't stop eating ah. and it's kind of scary <laughs> you know, okay so okay side note side note of like uh, of like monster girl who can't stop eating i kind of want to get like uh like a one like a one season anime of sachi's monstrous appetite yes 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 because that that would be incredible like Jeez. it's just it's so much it's so much fluff and i'm not usually a fan of fluff but that was some wholesome fluff. But Sachi <laughs> is so cute. She's so precious. And then she goes full monstrous and like eats these other monsters and then goes back to being like cute and precious. And you're just like, what? What just happened? Sorry, did I miss something? What are we talking about? We're talking about a different <laughs> manga. Yeah. So yeah, Sachi's monstrous appetite because there's a dragon girl in the in the Dungeon of Black Company who is just like, she's this cute a bottomless pit of a stomach and there's another manga uh which is sachi's monstrous appetite which that is the premise of the story yeah cute girl with a monstrous well no she is a monster disguised as a a human girl but like she's starting to like sachi she's starting to experience like actual human emotions and starting to like feel love and like more than just hunger and as she gets more and more human that way she just gets cuter Mm mm-hmm Anyway, let's move on to our last one, which is Udamichi Onisan. This one's right. dark humor, but it's in a, it's more <laughs> realistic kind of dark humor. 
it makes fun of like every bit of reality and like human life and i love it mm-hmm. I- i'm just gonna say like when you first before i even read the first chapter you had sent in the group chat some some snapshots of yeah. the of the manga and i looked at that and my very first impression was that is what it's like to be a teacher <laughs> 100 percent 100 percent like like you try to tell these kids about like how life is going to be great and everything but like you know deep down just how cruel and unforgiving life can be and like if you even begin to tell them a hint of that like it genuinely shocks them and they're just all like i don't want to grow up (laughs) yep so yeah, this is gonna be a fun one. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely gonna be a fun one. It's definitely more of a comedy, but it it's it's a good one. It's a good one. It, it and it's I, an... I, I think depending on how it goes, I might force my coworkers to watch this. Yes, do it, do and it, to, and just like and just like watch and like and watch them then go and find like a giant bottle of wine and just start chugging it. <laughs> <laughs> this one's gonna be funny i i I love it this has been our summer 2021 pre-anime manga review and i guess we already kind of threw in the wreck bit there for sachi's monstrous appetite if that's what we want to do yeah sounds good to me okay uh as always you can catch us on all the other places that are out there in the world namely youtube you can find all sorts of lovely videos made by our very own Lars, as well as a handful by Scott and I, as well as other members of Camille's Harem. Speaking of Camille's Harem, the parent podcast to this one, you can find it on all your favorite podcasting sites. And we've started live streaming on YouTube every other Friday. So join us there if you want to chat with us. Uh, we are live and we love chatting. Speaking of chatting... Uh, We now have a Discord server under Camille's Harem. You're more than welcome to join us there. It's more so focused on writing advice, but, you know, we welcome anybody. We have a Reddit under Camille's Harem as well. All the good stuff. So go join us out there. And as always, sayonara, okasa. Oh, yes. Cheers.